0: Orchard. Guys, glad to be in church this morning. Good to see you. We're glad you guys are here this morning. We already had an amazing 8 o'clock service. We had uh, four people that accepted Christ in the 8 o'clock service this morning. Man, that's something to celebrate right now, right off the bat. You guys are in for a treat today. But hey, before we get going too far with a couple of things this morning, I think it would be very appropriate that we just take a moment to pray uh, for France. Um, We've all seen the horrific events that have happened there in the last couple of days, the lives that have been lost. But you know, we believe something here at Orchard Church, that what others mean for evil, God can use for good. And if you know anything about France and the spiritual condition of that country, I have several missionary friends that are trying to minister there in France. Uh, It is a very uh, godless country. I mean, less than 1% of the people claim to be uh, Christians there in France. And so we believe that God can use this as an opportunity to open doors for the gospel in a time where people are looking for hope amongst a hopeless situation. And we believe that God can use this in that way for eternal value. Amen, Orchard Church? And so let's just take a moment right now. Let's just pray for that country. and what God's going to do there. Father, we just come to you now. We recognize that you are the God of all comfort and that you comfort us in our time of trial and tribulation and difficulties and obstacles. And Lord, I know there's a lot of people in France right now that are scared, they're in fear, but we pray that they will be pointed to faith, faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, I know they've closed those borders, but you have positioned believers inside of those borders right now that can open their mouth and share the gospel and the hope that they can find in Jesus during a difficult time. And God, I pray that you would give them boldness, that you give them wisdom, and that you would open doors of opportunity that they can point people to Jesus Christ among a very difficult time in that country. May we continue to pray for them and lift them up, and that you may... Uh, take the evil that's been done and turn it to good for eternal value. And we believe you will do that. And we pray that we'll, we'll hear the testimonies of that. And maybe even through this tragedy, a revival uh, of spiritual decisions would come out of this tragic situation. And we pray all this in Jesus' name and God's people said, Amen. 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 Keep play- praying for the country of France. Um, I know many of you guys are here today and you're excited to hear about the legacy commitment total. Is anybody interested in that this morning? <laughs> Last Sunday was a historic day in the life of Orchard Church. Uh, We have been talking about this for about seven weeks leading up to our Legacy Commitment Sunday because we're not just building a building, help me out church, we're building a legacy. We're not just building a building, we're building a legacy, we're getting our eyes off the building and on the hundreds of thousands of lives that are going to be changed, they're going to come in and out of that building. We believe that building is going to be a launching pad to prepare people for ministry to start other churches from and so many of you uh, prayed, you sought God, you stepped out and sacrificial faith, uh, you made decisions, commitments that were faith-filled, and these are, these were commitments that were made over and above the regular tithes and offerings toward the legacy campaign to leave a legacy for the next three years. Now, I want you to understand, this is, a, this is a marathon that we're on over the next three years. It's not a sprint. It's going to take three years, and so this is just the start. We've already received other commitments this morning. They've been coming in this week. Several people said, I couldn't be there last week, so I'm bringing my commitment today. So we're going to see this number grow as God is uh, bringing new people to our church, people are going to be jumping onto this, and so. but this is a fantastic start, it is an amazing start as people have sacrificed, and so as of right now, uh, this is the commitments for the Legacy Campaign for the next three years, and here it goes. You can celebrate better than that, Orchard Church. That is a big deal. That is awesome. $2.5 million that's been committed over and above the regular tithes and offerings for the next three years to leave a legacy. And I just want to tell you as your pastor, I am so encouraged. I am so humbled by the sacrificial commitments that so many of you've made as we've ran the numbers and looked at this we know so many of you you truly are making a sacrifice to make an eternal difference and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's exciting to be a part of this. And I know others of you are going to be committing. If you weren't able to be here last week, then uh, on the tables, before you leave in the back on the tables, you can get one of our legacy uh, commitment cards It's inside the envelope. You can fill it out and you can make your commitment. If you haven't been able to do that yet, drop in the offering bucket and you can be added to that number. We'd like to see that number uh, grow to at least $3 million. So if anybody wants to write a check this morning for five four hundred $493,000, come see me and we can just round that up to 3 million. That'd be fine. Amen. Would that be okay, church? You don't know how God's going to speak to somebody's heart. But, but, but be sure to make your commitment. Get in on this. Be a part of what God is doing. But this is a fantastic and a wonderful start. And here's some great news. Even more exciting than this. These were the commitments that were made. But we took a first fruit offering last week saying, okay, what's the first thing you could do toward the campaign? Are you ready for this? We have already received over $311,000 toward that commitment received. So can we praise God for that? Amazing. And we've just seen people take some amazing steps of faith and sacrifice. And it's been so cool. As I've told you guys throughout this campaign, as you step out in faith and obedience and do what God lays on your heart, God is going to bless our faith. Amen? You believe that, Orchard? He is going to bless our faith. He's going to bless our our obedience. We can't outgive God. And I have received numerous emails this week from many of you saying, I want to tell you how God is already blessing our commitment to legacy campaign. We can't believe what God is doing. And I want to read one of these to you. And I, I really want to encourage you. And I'm not going to say if God blesses you. When God blesses you, because we know he will. Tell us about it. Tell us your story so we can all share and we can all celebrate together what God is doing to bless our steps of faith and commitment. And so this one lady writes this. She said, Pastor Doug, on Leadership Commitment Night, I shared with you three things that had happened to us financially that day. Things that might have discouraged us from making our commitment. But we were determined to stick with our commitment God had laid on our hearts and we turned our card in. On Sunday, we were able to give more than we had anticipated for our first fruit offering. This past week, we found out that one of the financial obstacles that had come our way was not going to cost us $2,300 like we had originally thought. But instead, it ended up only being $310. Did you hear that? 2300 down to 310 Can we praise God? That's a blessing. That is amazing. She said, God is so good, and we are excited to be a part of the legacy campaign and the impact that Orchard Church is having in this community and around the world. Man, that's something to celebrate, Orchard Church. Can we just celebrate that one more time? That is awesome. So please let us know. Please share those stories with us because we all want to share in what God is doing. Amen? So let us know as God blesses you, um, as you've stepped out in faith with these commitments. We're going to see that number continue to grow. Well, many of us men here at Orchard Church just got back from the men's retreat. Any men that went on the men's retreat in the house this morning? This year, we had the most men go on our men's retreat we've ever had. We had right at 80 men that went on our men's retreat. We had an awesome time. Here's a picture of the group that was up there. And we brought in a guest speaker, a friend of mine. His name is Anthony Milas. We went all the way to the Northeast. He's from the New England area in Boston. And we brought him in for our men's retreat, and he did a tremendous job, and we really appreciated him. And, you know, we, God brought us here to Denver, to the metropolitan city to start Orchard Church 10 years ago, because this was like the fourth or fifth, fifth most unchurched metropolitan city in the country. Well, Boston is like number one. I mean, it's like 1% of the people or 2% of the people there are believers in Jesus Christ. Anthony Milas went there to start a church 18 years ago. He started with 40 people and $1.5 million in debt, the church was, that he took, that he got started and kind of resurrected it. 18 years later, he they have planted or been a part of planting 11 churches in the New England area. Can we celebrate that? That is amazing. So, I mean, I I say this with all sincerity, uh, that Anthony is is really one of my heroes in ministry. He's experiencing there what we want to experience here. Because we didn't come here just to plant one church or two churches. But we want to plant 10, 20, 30 churches up and down the front range. And so... He's going to be an encouragement to us this morning that we get to experience here in in this needed area of the country what they're experiencing there in Boston. He brought a couple of bodyguards with him. He brought three guys from his church. Hey, you guys stand up right here. These guys, welcome these guys from New England, from Boston. They went with us on the men's retreat. So I'm going to ask you to do two things. When you see them today, welcome them to Orchard Church and welcome them to Broncos country because they're Patriot fans. So this is your opportunity to get ready for that big game in a couple of weeks. And so, But right now, would you help me welcome, you guys are in for a treat. If you think I have energy, I, I, I got nothing compared to this guy. Welcome Anthony Milas to Orchard Church this morning. Glad to have you here this morning.
1: I bring my own, man. Now,
0: now here's what you need to know. He is from New England, and he is, unfortunately, a Patriot fan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You Isn't give it, it to him because awesome? he's. I'm telling you, give it Isn't to him it because awesome? he's going to give it back. Now he's it's like, got
1: to be hard being a bridesmaid all the time. Come, now, on, bride, come man, on now, come on now.
0: We knew he was going to miss New England. We knew he was going to miss the things that he is used to from home. Being here, so we wanted to give him something to start the retreat off to remind him of home. So we presented <laughs> him with a deflated NFL football yeah. to get. Haters you're to
1: hate. You're unbelievable. I love that guy. Man, if you love Jesus, put your hands together. I'll tell you what, man. I, and Jerry over here, our Seahawks fan. Thank you, Jerry, for uh, talking about people who need Jesus. Come on now. Jeez. I had such a good time with your church. Let me just tell you something about Orchard Church. This place is on fire. Come on, somebody. Amen. It really is. Had a great time with your guys. It was awesome. And uh, uh, it's just, you know, some of the things you may not know about your church. You may have the safest uh, worship house in the country. We went to the gun range, okay, <laughs> and all your guys showed up. And I can't believe the, the artillery, the, the guns and the machine guns and the handguns. And, and they're, they're, they're shooting things out of the sky. It was unbelievable. You have a very, very well-protected church. Thank your men for that. I'm telling you. You're good. You're good here. We really did have a great time. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm in awe of, uh, of what God does in and through his church. And the fact is, we don't got to do this. We get to do this. Amen? We get to be a part of God's story. And and whenever God does a great work, here's what he does. He raises up a great man and a great woman. At Orchard Church, I just want to take a second. I I want to honor your pastor and your pastor's wife. Because Doug and Shelley. let me tell you who they are. They are kingdom impact Players. Do you believe that today, Orchard? Amen. They're amazing. They're awesome. Wait a minute. Hold on. Where's Doug? Where'd he go? Uh, there he is. Uh, uh, are you about to leave? Hang on. You need Jesus too, Pastor. <laughs> Doug, shall we stand up for a second? A few seconds ago, let me just tell you how Shelly greeted me today. I walked in the front door and I'm walking down and she says, hey, I'm Shelly. I know who you are and I'm a Bronco fan. That's how she greeted me today. That one. I was afraid. But Orchard Church, let me just tell you something about this couple. Because of their obedience to God, because of their faith, because of their willingness To go and be obedient and come to this area to step out of their comfort zone and go somewhere by faith. Because we know without faith it's impossible to please God. Because of their obedience and their family, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people have now, have had their story rewritten by grace. Have come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Teenagers' lives have been forever changed the trajectory of children's lives have been changed. Families have been restored. Marriages have been put back together because of this amazing couple, your pastors, Doug and Shelly. Would you get on your feet and will you celebrate the man and woman of God today? Come on. Come on, your Church. Come on. Go ahead and be seated. Don't get carried away. We're in church. Amen? Hey, we got a saying at Granny United Church, if you have to go to church, you might as well have fun. Amen? If anybody ought to be high, it ought to be on people who are on Jesus juice. Amen? I mean, we've moved from being dope dealers to being hope dealers. So, amen? I mean, we have just seen what it means to be lost. Listen, there was a time I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Come on, somebody. Amen? Praise God. To God be the glory great things he has done, even here in Bronco country. I mean, there is a God. If if people can be saved here in Denver, people can be saved anywhere. Amen. I believe that. Hey, listen, let me tell you something I told your men throughout the week, and that's this. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Your best days are not behind you. They're nothing more than faith deposits. They're nothing more than shots, adrenaline shots of faith to help you understand something that I'm going to teach you today. That the best is yet to come. That Jesus Christ is who He said He is. And He can do what He said He can do. That we're not going to question God. Because God has already shown up in this house called Orchard Church. He has done an amazing work. And we are going to continue being obedient to the voice of God to the word of God and the God of the word and we are going to trust God for greater things. Come on Orchard Church. Amen. We really are. And what we said at the men's retreat, and let me encourage some of you men if you didn't weren't able to get time off or you couldn't get away, man, you need to go to this retreat. It was a sweet time. Your men, which showed me the heart of your church, it is precious. It is strong. It is real. One of the great things about your church that I love, it is, it, it's transparent, but it's, it's real. You guys love each other. Amen? I mean, this just isn't church. This is family. Come on, somebody. Is, come on, somebody. Amen? This is family. And nobody messes with the family. I can tell you that. But the best is yet to come. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at somebody around you, and I want you to point two fingers at them. When I count to three, hold on, point two fingers at them and say to them, the best is yet to come, high-five them, and give them a round of applause. Okay, ready? One, two, three. The best is yet to come, high-five them, and give them a round of applause. You say, preacher, how do you know that? Because we've been called to do something. An Orchard, it's this. We've been called to depopulate hell and populate heaven. Amen? Yeah. The truth is, and let me tell you something you already know, but you really need to download it and start really processing every decision that we make as followers of Christ through it, and it's this. Life is short, eternity is long, and the stakes are way too high to play games. Let me tell you something that the Word of God teaches us. The Word of God says that, that everyone, listen, life is short, and the truth is everyone will spend some eternity somewhere. They're either going to spend eternity in heaven or they're going to spend eternity in what the Bible calls hell. And it's a horrible place. And the truth is, people who die without Jesus Christ, they really do go to hell. And I hate that. And I really wish I could rip every one of those verses out of God's word. But I can't because it is the word of God. Can I get an uh Uh uh-huh? But there's some great news. It doesn't have to be that way. Because Jesus Christ, he's a game changer. He's a life changer. He's an eternity changer. If you're saved, you know it? Say amen. Amen. If you want to give God glory for your salvation, you better get loud and proud and put your hands together in thanksgiving to God. Amen. You say, man, are we going to clap the whole time? Yeah, we are, man. We want to clap. You want to know why? If we can cheer and listen, I like, let me just say that. Let me go on record. I am a New England Patriots fan, but I do want you to know this. I have incredible respect for Peyton Manning. And he is going to break some records today. That's kind of cool, right? I mean, that's cool. And if we can cheer for our Patriots and our Broncos, then an eternity will absolutely matter. Jack, Diddley, and Squat. We can truly cheer for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. I mean that. I mean that. You know, the Bible says in the Old Testament, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And let me tell you, Jesus didn't show up on planet Earth to make bad people good. That is what he did. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ showed up to bring dead people back to life. Come on. Amen. Thank the Lord for that. I'm very thankful for that. And that's why there's life in this place, because we've received eternal life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And that's what God wants. He wants us to to serve him from the overflow so that when people come in here and they really are just checking out Jesus. Some of you are in here today and you're really just checking out the claims of Christ. And the truth is, he truly is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And there's something I want you to know about Jesus that you need to hear in the house today. God's not mad at you. Listen to me, he's not mad at you. Jesus didn't leave having to come here so that, so that he could judge you, point a finger at you. No, 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 no. The Bible says for all the sin to come of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. We are condemned because of our sin. And that's the bad news. The great news is Jesus Christ showed up to do something about it. Amen. Amen. The Bible says even while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ came to die for us. What does that mean? It means this. That when Jesus wasn't on our mind, we were on his mind. When, 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 we were, when God wasn't in our heart, we were in his heart. When we weren't seeking God, the Bible says in Luke chapter 19 that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save us. Come on, church. Amen. Isn't that great news? And God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And that's why John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world. God loves you. On the count of three, look at somebody around you and say, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. Ready, church? One, two, three. God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And for some of you, listen, that's the entire message you needed to get today in church. That is why you're here today. Because, man, you feel like you've made such a mess out of your life that, man, you are beyond the touch of God. Let me tell you something that the Word of God and the God of the Word came to do in your life. And we learned this at the retreat as well. That we serve a God who turns disaster pieces into masterpieces. He turns messes into messages. Amen? And He turns tests into testimonies. How many know that to be true? Come on. Right? We serve a great God. And here's the deal. God wants to do something great in your life. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, another thing that we learn at the retreat is this. Man, no matter where you are on your faith journey, no matter where you are, there's more to be done. As long as you're topsoil taken in air and have a pulse and a heartbeat, there is more that God wants to do in and through you. He wants to take your life to a, ready guys? Whole nother level. Orchard, put your hands like this. Come on, just like you're going to throat chop somebody, all right? But don't do it. On a count of three, whole nother level. Ready? One, two, three, a whole nother level. And you're almost there, but you got to get a little sassy with it. You got to nod your head a little bit, okay? All right, on three. One, two, three, a whole nother level. That's what God wants you to do. That's where He wants to take you. Why? Because life is short, eternity is long, and the stakes are way too high to play games. And so Jesus Christ came here to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Let me tell you a little bit about the story of Jesus. He is God. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. He's God. God became a man. Emmanuel. So God clothed himself in human flesh, and he lived here for 33 years in in a bodily form. And at the end of his 33-year reign, here's what he did, his 33-year ministry, here's what he did. He gave himself, he surrendered himself, he became obedient unto death, and he allowed his creation to, to, to crucify him, to nail him to a cross. Not for his sin crimes. Jesus did not die for the sin crimes he committed. He is the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. But here's what Jesus did. Jesus took your place in my place. Isaiah chapter 53 says he died for my transgressions, for your transgressions. How many of you would admit in the house that you got to tell the truth? So listen, how many you would admit you're sitting next to one jacked up person? Come on now. Come on. Come on. How many of you, how many of you think that the person behind you has serious issues? Come on. Come on. you got to tell the truth. You're in church. Some of you husbands are in real trouble. But let me tell you this about Jesus. Jesus Christ, listen, he came here to do something about our sin situation. He became the spotless lamb of God and was nailed to a cross. And this is part of the gospel. And they killed him on a cross. And then he put him in a tomb. But I want you to know that's not the end of the story. Even though the church was freaking out and they went into hiding they were scared for their life. And they're like, listen, we followed this man for three years and now He's dead. We gave our lives to him, and now he's dead. I sacrificed my career for him, and now he's dead. I put my family on the line for him, and now he's dead. And now that they killed him, they're going to come after us. But listen to me, Orchard. That wasn't the end of the story. Because three days later, guess what happened? Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. Come on now. Woo! rose again from the dead. And this is a big deal because anybody can make any claim while they're living. Anybody can call themselves God. Anybody can have dramatic and incredible teaching. Anybody can love people and be nice and do all that kind of jazz, but not many people. As a matter of fact, nobody ever rose again from the dead three days later. Come on somebody. Amen. Yes, Jesus performed miracles. And yes, he raised others from the dead. But Jesus Christ said, tear down this temple and know this. Three days later, I will rise again from the dead. And why does that matter? Listen to me. This is huge. Why does this matter? Because after his resurrection, before his ascension, Jesus lived 40 days, 40 days. Everybody say 40 days. 40 days. On planet earth. And he had one primary message. And there's a very important primary message. And it was this. I'm God. You're not. I'm God, you're not. On the count of three, look at somebody around you and remind them you're not God. Ready? One, two, three. You're not God. You're not. Now, for some of you, that's a revelation today. I get it. I mean, I understand, you know, you know, but but you're not God. And after his resurrection in Matthew chapter 28, and I, and I want you to read it sometime later today. But in Matthew chapter 28, once Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, he showed himself in front of his church. He showed himself in front of his people and he went, ha ha ha, told ya! told ya! I'm alive. I'm alive. See, they were freaking out and they were afraid, but all of a sudden, the one who was dead, the one who was put in a tomb, three days later, he came back to life. Come on, somebody, right? This is. Now, stay with me, all right? This is the greatest I told you so moment in all of history. How many of your husbands would admit that your wives have enjoyed in times past saying, I told you so? Come on, guys. Come on, right? I mean, we've been there, right? How many ladies said, yeah, they they, they give us the opportunity often, right? Right, ladies, you know what I'm saying, right? The resurrection of Jesus Christ was the greatest I told you so moment in history. He said he was God. Well, that's great. A lot of people said he was God. He said he was coming again. Yeah, sure, that's going to happen because every day people walk out of their their graves. But three days later, when Jesus Christ walked out of that tomb and he appeared before his church, he was able to say to them, now you're beginning to understand. Now you're beginning to understand that all authority is given unto me. And it's called the Great Commission. And he says, because I am now, and now that you understand, I am God and you're not. Now that you understand all of my claims are true. Now that you're beginning to wrap your mind around who I am, I've got something for you to do. You're following with me, church? Give me ha aha. Jesus Christ gives us a great commission. In Acts chapter 1, he puts it this way, all right? I want you to see this. This is big. In Acts 1 verse 8, and if the, on view a verse here, if the words are capitalized, bolded, or underlined, I want you to read them with me, okay? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. If you're saved, do you know it? Say amen. Amen. The moment of your salvation, God, the Holy Spirit, took up permanent residence in your body. Somebody thank God for that. Amen. That's what happened. But there's a reason. There's a reason. And it's not simply so that you can be sealed until the day of redemption. That's part of it. But you've been empowered by God for a purpose and on purpose. And here's what Jesus says. He goes on to say, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit and you will be, you will be, you will be. He's not saying, hey, I want you to pray about this. Hey, if you kind of work this into your schedule, this would be kind of cool if you kind of work this in. He says, let me tell you something. With the privilege, with the privilege of salvation, again, if you're saved, do you know it? Say amen. Amen. With the privilege of salvation comes the responsibility of your salvation. You're not only privileged as children of God, you have responsibilities as children of God. Track with me. Give me uh 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 uh-huh. All right. And he says this. And you will be my witnesses, read it with me, telling people about me. Alright, thank you for the 25% of you that just read that. Let's do it again, alright? And you will be my witnesses, everyone, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, in Colorado, in Denver, in Brighton, in this region, and unto the ends of the earth. Are you tracking with me, church? Come on, amen. What Jesus says, Jesus says. Let me tell you. Yes, you're privileged. I've saved you, and and, and not because of just because of, of who you are. I saved you because I love you. I saved you. I brought you into my family. I've forgiven you. But as long as you're in me, here's what I want you to know. I've got something for you to do, and it's this. I don't want you to stand and stare. I want you to go and share. Don't stand and stare. Go and share. Say that with me. Don't stand and stare. Go and share. Here's what Jesus says. He says, I want you to go everywhere telling everyone about me. That's what he wants from us. As the church, as Orchard Church, again, the best isn't behind us. The greatest days of Orchard Church are in front of us. Come on, somebody. Amen. They're here. And as pastor said a few minutes ago, we're going to be a church of legacy. We're not building a building because we want a building. We are building a building so we reach more people for Jesus to have a kingdom resourcing center. You're going to be blowing that building. That that auditorium isn't going to be able to hold the people you're going to reach for his glory. You're going to have one service, two services, three services. You're going to start campuses here and churches there. Ten churches in ten years. You know what the resurrection of, of Jesus tells us? Listen, this is huge. Jesus Christ is who he said he is and he can do what he said he can do. Amen. You need to hear that. Because as followers of Jesus Christ, Satan's going to want to get in and he's going to want to get you to question your faith, to question your commitment, to question your story, to question your level uh, of commitment to the church and to your to your own spiritual uh, disciplines. And I want you to know something. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. to church. And why does that matter? Because he proves to us that all authority is his. And he can do what he said he can do. And he, can, he is who he said he is. And some of the things he said to you, uh, I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. He said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean on it to thine own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge me. And I will direct your paths. Come on. Come on, Orchard. Amen. He's alive! He's alive! And he wants us to share his story. He wants us to share his story. Again, we're hope dealers. We live in a broken and jacked up world. Can I get an uh huh? People are broken, they're jacked up, and they think God's mad at them. And we got this incredible story of grace. This incredible story of mercy, this incredible story of peace, this incredible story of, yeah, I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I, too, thought God was mad at me, but then I learned that God wasn't mad at me. He was mad about me. And the truth is, there's somebody in your circle. Somebody in the world of your influence, within your reach, that needs to hear the story of Jesus Christ. Amen. Not because he just made some great, great claims. Not because he was a wonderful teacher. Not because he walked the earth and he was full of compassion. But because he is who he said he is. And he can do what he said he can do. He is a game changer, a life changer, an eternity changer. Come on. Amen good stuff and for some of you here today let me just ask you this do you know him? listen I believe in a in a crowd this size that some of you were here today and you walked in and, and you're broken you have bought into the lie of religion And the lie of religion says, do, 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 do. And the only thing that comes out of that to-do list is you always come up short. Jesus didn't come here so that you could be religious. Jesus Christ came here to invite you into a relationship. He is crazy in love with you. He loves you. You know how you determine the value of something? You don't determine the value of something by the price tag that's on it. No, 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 no. You determine the value of something by what you're willing to pay for it. Let me tell you how important, precious, and valuable you are to God. He became a man, and He died on a cross so that you could have your sins forgiven, a clean heart, a brand new start. And you can live in the here and now and the when and then with God forever. Amen, church. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? With heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, this is a very, very important time in our house. Because some of you are sitting here today and you say, preacher, that's me. To be honest with you, I came in here broken. I don't have peace in my heart. To be honest with you, I'm not in a relationship with Christ. There may be people who think I'm in a relationship with Christ, but I'm not. And preacher, if today were my last day on planet Earth, and I know God forbid, but if it were, I'm not going to heaven. Why don't we do something about that right now, friend? The promise of the word of God is this, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be 100% saved. And if you're sitting there today and you're not 100% sure that you're saved, why not today? Jesus is alive. He is who he said he is, the sinless, spotless son of God, Savior. And he can do what he said he can do. And he said, if you want to go to heaven... You go through me. And if you're ready to embrace Jesus, if you're ready to step away from the religion, if you're ready to stop playing games, if you're ready just to cross the line of faith and say, today's my day. Today, I'm just no more games, just surrendering to Jesus. Today, I'm going to ask you to be my savior. Today's going to be that day. This is a defining day in your eternity. Then with heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you, I want you to pray with me. I want to come by your side and help you come to Christ. Pray something like this quietly in your heart. Ready? Dear Lord Jesus. Now pray that. Pray that in your heart. God God knows and he hears you. Dear Lord Jesus, today I'm going all in. Today, Lord No more religion. No more trying to figure this out on my own. Today, I do believe you're alive. I believe you are who you said you are. The Son of God, the Savior. And that you can do what you said you can do. Forgive me of my sins. To give me a clean heart. And a brand new start. So today, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me. To be my Savior. From this day going forward, I will follow you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, I'm not going to embarrass anybody. At Orchard Church, we don't make anybody stand up, speak up, or come up. We don't want to embarrass anybody. But we do want to celebrate with you. If you just made a decision... For Jesus Christ, if today you cross the line of faith, if you just did business with God, it doesn't matter what the person in front of you, behind you, uh, next to you thinks, listen, you just were given a clean heart and a brand new start and all of heaven is rejoicing. And if that describes you today, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hands with heads bowed and eyes closed. Ready? One, two, three nice and high nice and high come on keep them up keep them up keep them up come on lift them high lift them high say today preacher I went all in with God anyone else I don't want to miss you God bless you and you and you up there in the balcony God bless you God bless you folks someone else how about here on the floor anybody on the floor yeah God bless you sweetheart God bless you welcome to the family of God welcome to the family of God orchard look up here would you Here's what the Bible says, that every one of these men, women and children who just prayed and asked Jesus Christ to be their savior, their lives today have been radically transformed by grace. That today they became a daughter and a son of God. That today, they received a clean heart and a brand new start. That today, they walked in one way, they're walking out another way. And I think we ought to celebrate with these new brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, Orchard. Amen. That's what matters in eternity. Orchard, listen. You've been saved. For his glory. Use your story. To bring him glory. Amen. Use your story. To share the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. Go everywhere. Telling everyone. About Jesus. Let's do this. He is who he said he is. He can do what he said he can do. And every time the enemy comes at you. And tries to get you to question your faith to question your commitment, you remember Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. Let's, amen. Let me pray over you. Thank you, God, for these that have called on your name today. Thank you for Orchard Church, for Pastor Doug and Shelly, these amazing leaders, beyond leaders, amazing man and woman of God. Thank you for this church, God, and the reach and the lives that have been changed through this ministry. Lord, because of Orchard Church, people's lives will never be the same. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this house. Bless this church. Bless these people. We pray in the precious name of our living Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's kids said.
0: Amen. 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 We thank morning, Anthony for that great message. Amen. Challenge this morning. Amen. Thank you, Anthony. I really want to encourage you guys to pray for Anthony that he get just a little more passion, you know, get a little more enthusiastic. But isn't it exciting to see people who are excited about God and his word? That's the way we all should be. There's nothing more exciting. And the living God and his living word. And so thank you again, Anthony, for that amazing challenge. You know, as I think about the message this morning, that we're to tell people everywhere about Jesus, that is what Orchard Church is all about. That's what we've been doing for 10 years. That's what we're going to be doing for the next 10 years, the next 20 years, telling people everywhere about Jesus by planting other churches up and down the Front Range in a very unchurched part of our country. And we believe, we truly do believe the best is yet to come. Amen, Orchard? We really do believe that. But but let me just give you a couple of action steps this morning as, as you leave. You know, how to, because we don't only want to tell people everywhere about Jesus corporately, we want to tell people everywhere about jesus individually we all have that responsibility and for some of you you're like i can do that i know what to say i know the romans road i know what verses to take them to for others of you that scares you to death if that's you say yes that's a little scary it's okay to admit that there was a time in my life that i didn't really know know how to share my faith with with other people what do i what do i say And let me just give you a couple of things to encourage you. Two things that you can do, action steps, to be a part of telling people everywhere about Jesus and doing your individual part. Here's the first thing. You say, I don't know what verses to share. I don't know the Bible very well. There's something that you know about Jesus better than anybody else knows. And here it is. Your personal testimony. Nobody can tell your faith story like you can tell your faith story. I can't tell your faith story as well as you can tell your faith story. So when all else fails and you have an opportunity at work with a neighbor, with a friend, with, with a co-worker, wherever it is, someone you go to school with to talk about Jesus, just tell them what Jesus has done to change your life. Tell them how you were lost and now you're found. Tell them about how you put your faith in Christ. We can all do that. Amen, Orchard Church? We can tell our story better than anyone else can. Tell them what Jesus has done for you and invite them to make the same decision. And let me give you one verse. If you, only, you know, you can lead someone to Christ with one verse. And it's a verse I bet almost all of you can quote. And you certainly can remember the reference because we see it on poster boards and football games all the time. Guess what verse it is? John three sixteen. If you can't remember anything else, remember John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only Son, that whoever, that means excludes nobody, whoever believes in Him will not perish but will have everlasting life. You can share that verse with someone and you can say, you know, are you ready to believe in Jesus? Because if you believe in Jesus, He will give you everlasting life. Not just believe about Jesus, there's a difference between believing about Jesus and believing in Jesus. Amen, church? But you can invite them to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's simple. It is not hard. We just need to be willing to look for the opportunities that God places in front of us all the time. So if you want to tell people everywhere about Jesus, just share your story. Share John 3.16. Here's something else you can do. You can invite them to church. Because you guys know this. Those of you that call Orchard Church your church home, you know that no matter what we're talking about or what book of the Bible we're studying through, at the end of the message, we are always, always going to give people an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. No matter where we go in the scriptures, we always end up at the same place, at the cross. And you know that if you invite your friend to come to this church every week, every service, they're going to get an opportunity. That's why I can't remember the last time That we've shared a message and we haven't had someone accept Christ in one of our services. It happens in every one of our services every single week. We had three or four people accept Christ, believe it or not, in the 8 a.m. service this morning. God is alive and awake at 8 a.m. working in people's lives. That's something to celebrate. Let's celebrate that. So invite people. Invite people to come to church, to hear God's word. And to hear how they can accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. You know, we're getting ready to enter into one of my favorite times of the year. The holiday season. And it's not one of my favorite times of the year because I get to eat turkey and I get to open gifts. Although I like some of that stuff too. It's my favorite time of the year because it's a time when people are open to the gospel. They're open to coming to church. There's people that are going to come to church at Christmas time that don't come any other time. Let's take advantage of that church. We're going to be printing off 5,000-plus invite cards for you guys to give out, to invite people to come to church during the Christmas season, to come to one of our four Christmas Eve services, two, three, four, five o'clock, and we're going to see hundreds of people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is invite them. Are you willing to do your part, church? Say yes. yes. Invite people. Let's, let's get this place packed out. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we've started a video venue room. And it's over here in the choir room because we're preparing because as soon as we get our first cold Sunday, which might be next Sunday if you've looked at the weather forecast, you're going to have a hard time finding a seat again. And we have people in our church already ready to leave and give up their seat to go watch the message that was recorded on video because they can't find a seat in here because people are coming that need Jesus Christ and we're filling this place up. And that's okay with me. Amen. Can we celebrate that, Orchard Church? That is the way it's supposed to be. And you get to be a part of it. To tell people everywhere about Jesus. So share your story. Invite them to church. And we're going to see God continue to blow our socks off with His goodness. And we get to be a part of it. If you're a first-time guest this morning, thank you for being a first-time guest here at Orchard Church. We're so glad you're here. I already met several first-time guests this morning. Um, We're just going to ask you to do one thing. If you haven't already, fill out that guest connection card in your newsletter. Drop it in the offering bucket when it goes by. We are not interested in your money at all today, first time guests. But we are definitely interested in you. Amen, Orchard? So let us know that you're here. We're not going to show up on your doorstep or anything weird like that. We're going to send you a thank you note and a gift in the mail. Just thanking you for being our guest. If you made a decision for Jesus Christ this morning, the greatest decision you could ever make, and you raised your hand, let us know about that on your connection card so that we can help you in your walk with Christ. We can pray for you. We're going to send you some uh, materials that can help you begin your walk with Christ. So let us know about that. We have a lot to worship and praise God for this morning. Let's stand as we close in our responsive worship through song and worship through our giving. Are you guys glad you came to church this morning? Yeah. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you, Orchard Church. Let's close with a song of worship.